0: So uh, Jay, I, I I hear through the grapevine you do impersonations of
1: me. Only when you're not here. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's how I heard from other people. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, let's let's every hear it. now
1: and again when people have their back turned, I'll give them the old, "Hey man." All right. I don't know. H- how about me
0: at a drive-through? Let's
1: hear it. Hey man. Um. Hi. Can I get uh? What do you want? You want to? Hi. Can I get um two number threes, um know <laughs> that medium yes medium um and uh, give me one second and yeah, what else that and a uh, diet cola uh coke pep whichever that's fine um and then i'll get one number two yes okay thank you <laughs> and that's usually that i mean i think that's how it goes i don't <laughs> know whether you're talking to aiden or ivana whoever
0: <laughs> fucking bold for someone with that hair um well, that is very good at least Maybe i have some kevin ah uh, okay All right, so the intro now. (laughs) man. All right, so the intro. Jay, you give it your shot in person. uh,
1: Okay. Uh, Hey, man, we're back. Um, This is the Q Podcast. Uh, Today I'm sitting in here with Adam, uh, our CEO, and Jay, who is the expert in all things quality. Um, Today we're just going to go do a little recap of 2020. Um, We're going to talk about the the standing with the brace uh, on the ATF. We're going to spill a little beer on the table. Um, we're going to talk about some new products and maybe some some cool gifts you all sent us. Uh, so let's get into it.
0: All right, motherfuckers, I'm ready. So today let's talk about um, lots of stuff. State of Q and all the bullshit that's going on, all the great things. End of the year, what's new for next year, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, Jay, our expert of the dark web.
1: Yeah, the dark web. I was <laughs>
0: so, uh, the IG Nazis um, deactivated our account
1: yeah. without
0: no. warning and without explanation, and they send us to a number to call, and it's a voicemail that says we're not going to call you back.
1: Yeah, that, that seems to be uh, pretty common right now um guys like mike glover who has a big following same things happened to him um there's an account anti-terror club they're a pretty well-known account um same thing happened to them so it seems to be obviously a facebook run um
0: but are these businesses or are these just like uh well, so, propagandists
1: yeah that's the thing so mike glover had a business and his was his was shut down um and i i, I want to say that they gave him a reason it was for like white supremacy or something like that a korean guy Mm -hmm. but (laughs) anti-terror club yeah he's a korean guy makes sense um but anti-terror club they are technically a business but as far as their instagram content um it they weren't promoting really sales of anything it was more so just like historical pictures of militaries foreign militaries whatever just kind of a cool account to follow and they got shut down um without warning and were not able to recover their their account and it's i think it's just happening way more like i know you guys have talked about Military Arms Channel got his stuff shut down. and
0: Yeah, and you know. he got it back. W- what do you guys think? Was w- his Instagram or YouTube? Well, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was YouTube.
1: Yeah, it could be. Either way, I mean, it's yeah. social media censoring. W- w- right.
0: Why do we think we were shut down? Was it – because, uh, of course, I've received, like, hundreds of messages on Instagram about this. So um, do we think it was they mistakenly believed that our account is QAnon? Mm-hmm. Or is it because I'm a bully and an asshole? Or is it because we're firearms or they believe we're selling guns? Like Adam,
2: what do you think? I think it's a little bit of calm A through C, yeah. honestly. I mean, we're obviously we're promoting firearms. We're not overtly trying to sell them. We're not saying, hey, go buy this now for this price. But we are advertising our brand.
0: Well, then why would we be targeted when SIG and Smith and & Wesson mm-hmm. and all these other companies aren't?
2: I think because we're better at social media and Instagram in particular. We have way more engagement with our customers and the people on there. We're a little bit more controversial, so I think the content is up, the engagement's up, and thanks to the ATF, our followers grew very quickly. <laughs> so uh, I think yeah. I think we got on their radar. In and that I regard.
0: wondered if it was a parallel. I, uh, like my concern now is that this is somehow and uh, was an ATF thing because I think. We're definitely singled out on Instagram yeah. out of everyone. And and, and for me, this was sucked because, it, you know, when we did the SIG Instagram there and grew it to be, like, the biggest gun Instagram, and we did all the stuff as far as hashtagging and tagging people mm-hmm. and giveaways and stuff with celebrities. But here, y- you know, I, I went through a lot of effort to just make it organic, like right. barely tag people, barely hashtag anything and because I wanted the engagement. Because I would see, for instance um, – a real bootleg silencer company that maybe you guys have never heard of, Griffin Armament. Mm. They had, when we started, like 93,400 followers. Um, when we started four and a half years ago. And now they have like a 1,000 less than they did. And, you know, w- we grew to, when they shut our account down, it was over 94,000. Right. So, yeah, the engagement was super high. Um, yeah, I thought we were doing something different than the other gun companies.
2: Yeah, we are Certainly less traditional, more guerrilla marketing. I think the traditional people, uh, kind of the gray man accounts, they kind of fly under the radar. They're not they're playing it too safe. They're not getting that engagement. So I think that we are just on their radar. Others weren't. I would imagine. I think we have more
1: people probably report us. That's, yeah, that's the point. Because we're yeah. controversial. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of little haters.
2: Haters, um, people that we block or shit talk to or whatever it's going to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it. Although, uh, like, it, it does seem more and more prevalent that – these shadow bans or removals of accounts or whatever seem to be getting more personal. I bring up Mike Glover situation all the time. Um, and like all the time, all the time because it's relevant. But (laughs) his, uh, his mom has owned a beauty parlor or something in, in Carolina, one of the Carolinas and has nothing to do with this account that he got shut down on Instagram, nothing to do with it. And after he kind of started a, a movement, just declaring like, Hey, this is what happened. Um, I think he kind of, he might've gotten lawyers involved, whatever, trying to get his Instagram account back. Facebook deleted like her business page on Instagram. Like th- it was more personal. I think they somehow Shopify was contacted, yeah. that kind of thing. So, well, c-
0: cause my fear is this is kind of like ATF as well. Um, you know, this is done by people. So mm-hmm. there's this people on Instagram or Facebook who are sitting there and something is reported it goes to this person and this person hates guns or they hate me or mm-hmm. they hate whatever. And so they just, you know, randomly just shut stuff off, which, you know, I'm really torn because, you know, being private business, you should be able to do what they whatever they want. But I also think like there is a reason that the First Amendment was speech. And now we have this new thing with social media and stuff. And that's where basically all information travels through. So, like, I hate the government regulating anything. But now it's like we have this, by proxy, we have these liberal businesses like Facebook and Instagram regulating speech, mm-hmm. just randomly, just deciding to shut us off. And, you know, and it was, to me, being singled out, like we were clearly singled out by ATF this year as well, which I think was a very similar situation. Yep. We were probably the right size, they wanted to test the waters, they don't care if they wreck our lives or have, you know, shut us down and people are out of work. And with all the arm brace companies and $4 being on the market, they decide to target us. And it felt like a very similar thing. And it was very interesting that they all happened within the span of a couple months of one another.
2: Yeah, it was definitely interesting timing uh, with, you know, our cease and desist letter. um, Oh, the the suspension of the the cease and desist. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, You know, with all the politics, it's conveniently after the election that they pushed our suspension to. The timing of Instagram towards the end of that. 60 day suspension and all that shit it's just it's very coincidence
1: yeah there's a million tinfoil hat theories you could come up with and i think that there's probably a little truth in all of it but it's super inconsistent like you can still there was that nfac or whatever that group that not antifa or whatever but they were the during all the riots and stuff they were a group that was posting a lot of videos basically saying let's fight back whatever um and they can post clear calls to organizing for violence and like videos of burning the American flag and all that. And that's, that doesn't get censored, which rightfully so. It's, it's your right to do that. Um, but then our stuff gets completely banned. So it's, it's totally inconsistent on what violates the terms and conditions and what doesn't.
0: It is interesting when I think about like, uh, with my family the other night, we were watching Dave Chappelle and you know, he, he brought up, um, you know, just the ability as a comic that it's mandatory that you're able to touch on every subject, whether it be race or homosexuality, like all these things that are important topics, firearms. And, you know, even, even with art, you're allowed to, you know, if something is a parody of something else, it's allowed. And so in my mind, you know, if somebody has intellectual property on like whatever, the Coca-Cola logo or something like this. So parodies are generally allowed. And then with comedy, you're allowed to get away with saying things that you can't. And so for me, I see like a lot of the haters for us are anonymous guys that have meme pages and oh, stuff yeah. like that, which some memes are funny and then some it's ridiculous. But I do a- agree that they should be able to say whatever they want. I think there is accounta- there should be accountability when it's false and it's intentional to hurt someone. There should be some accountability. But it is interesting that these pages can exist and ours can't. So it's almost like maybe maybe our next page. So we started another page. Was it the official Q two for yep. right now? Yep. So they're already shadow banning that. Yeah. So like we see that the, the likes and engagement and followers yeah. are going, you know, just plateaued. Well people people are
2: unable to follow us. Right. Yeah, I yeah. So say, we saw that yeah.
0: people sent us that where they're actually unable to fo- And and in my personal page, uh, which is funny. But I, I wonder if we just turn the whole account into like a meme account but somehow, you know, we also market the firearms. If we fall into some other category where we're protected by, you know, this idea of parody parody and comedy is okay, you can be a fucking asshole and even lie or do whatever you want, as long as it's a meme, then that's cool.
1: Seems to work for other people. It's such a great, yeah, that's the thing. Like, (laughs) I mean, if you did that and then it turns out we get banned anyway, like, does that prove that it's a personal thing? Like.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, to segue kind of out of this, there's a couple things I want to talk about. You know, parlor keeps coming up. That's one I want to ask you about that, Jay, because I think you're the only one here that knows what that is. Because I've never even been on Reddit. Um, so I don't know what parlor is. But, but I understand that they're trying to be on Instagram but not regulate as much and it kind of be more open.
1: Yeah, so that seems to be the, the transition that people are making. Um, it was... So it was made in 2018 by this dude, John Matz, I think his name is, whatever. Um, There's three people there. They're known as conservative people. Um, and it was modeled with this idea of let's make an Instagram type social media or just a, a platform to people for people to use that's uncensored um, or promotes free speech. But within doing so, um, it's kind of gone completely just a mirror image of Instagram, Facebook, where they allow people, um, there's a lot of like fringe right wing stuff on there. It's, it tends to be mostly right leaning content that's on there. Um, and then there's been a lot of instances of them censor, censoring, censoring left wing stuff. Um, so it's basically just another, it's the exact same thing. So they're screaming about, let's give, we need to be on a, a platform where there's no censorship and then they only censor yeah. left wing stuff. So it's just as bad it's no that, that
0: sucks. that's like Fox News and CNN I, t- I talked with talking to my kids the other night about censorship and stuff and they were asking me you know gun stuff because it came up on topic with whatever one of their teachers or something. And you know I explained to them all the anti-gun shit should be allowed too Absolutely. and if I were able, I would never censor that because most of that's just ignorance right and, and so you can get to the bottom of it. but yeah, starting to limit either one. Like, for me, but I also feel on our page, um, like on our Instagram or Facebook, I'm fine with just about people saying anything other than just trolling, and and 99% of that was on my personal life. Right. Um, That's not okay, because it's it's my business page, and in in that sense, it's like not a democracy to me when we have our own Instagram page. I'm going to block anyone that wants to do that. They want to ask good questions, it's fine, but... It is. It does seem like half the people on social media, though, they're anonymous and they want to troll. I guess it's like anything else that's big, even like a company. As we grow now, we see we got to have more rules because there's always one fucking asshole that wants to ruin everything hmm. or take advantage of it.
1: Well, that's a big thing I see on our, at least our old page. I guess the new page, too, because a lot of people who were commenting saying, well, I was blocked from the other one. We'll see how long it'll, I'll, it'll take for me to get blocked on this one. But you, if you look at those profiles, it's always guys with 120 followers, 17 posts and are private it's like what are you hiding high speed Uh, like they
0: have it to go troll other people which i think is a whole thing like and it's probably around like my son's age you know kids that go and do that stuff and they think it's funny yeah it's a
1: little sport for them
0: yeah which is okay but for me
1: well that's the i mean we there have been when all that was going on or when we were seeing like a a rise in the the trolls and stuff like that um Obviously, everyone at the shop talks about it and and says their opinions. And I, you only really ever see it on our page. Like other people who post Q stuff, whether it's um, what's his what's his name, the strong guy, the fittest man in the entire planet, uh, Matt Fraser. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the when, guy. Yeah. yeah, so when he when he posts pictures of Q stuff, like all of the the comments, hundreds of comments are all pot like Q stuff's awesome. Q stuff's great. There's never any like, well they suck or Kevin said mean things to me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's probably just me calling people out.
1: If you were to look at our comments, it looks like, oh, a lot of people don't like Q but then you look at any other other person's platform and it seems mostly positive.
0: Well, I don't I mean, I think if you just take Instagram or social media and you look at that, that's fine. But when we think about product overall, like I remember when we first started and even though Ethan and I had been around and, you know, we'd been successful in the past with product, you know, we, we took a lot of criticism. Oh, the the fix wasn't this or that, the honey badger, this and that. And now you look, even before COVID, we have a year back order on everything. So, you know, what are all, what's everything we're looking at? We can look at just social media where there's a bunch of 17 year olds and 20 year olds and Pacos that get on there and they talk shit and they're anonymous and they do this, but we can also look at, you know, the bank account or the back order or anything else and compare it to other companies. And, and I think we've become more and more, you know, established a position in the industry more than any other company. I'm, I mean, in the last few years, you know, there's no one makes fun of the fix or the honey badger anymore. No one talks shit on nobody says the stuff they used to say, oh, that it won't work. They're not accurate. They're not reliable. Like, just all, all the hearsay that there used to be in with the silencers. Like, I don't see that. And then we can just let, like, what's the thing that matters? What's our growth rate? What's the backorder position? What's the demand for our product? You know, and I think social media is easy. Anybody, whether they can own a gun or they can't, they're too young, they don't have enough money, they can have the same opinion. But, you know, we we really need to, to sort of value the company based on – who who's lining up to buy the product.
1: I think that's a, a detail that goes unnoticed too, especially by the, the people on social media is that because they don't see us paying for ads in in magazines, they don't see the most innovative of the year or like they don't see all that. So social media is the only thing that people talking about yeah. us and then our social media. So obviously the Instagram is a big hit. Like yeah. It, it, I mean that
0: you're right. I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, Sig gets every award possible, but they, And SIG's a great company, and they make a lot of great products, a lot of great people there. Um, But they spend more money than we do in revenue a year on ads. And so they win every award with every printed periodical, every forum, Mm -hmm. every shot show thing. They're going to win them. You know, it's so funny, all these like Ballistic Magazine, Recoil Magazine, um, Guns America, everybody give them an award for the cross. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing that and none of them mentioned that they had to recall the gun and the first well, guns they shipped they had to ship a new bolt with it now they're recalling the guns for safety things i mean SIG's half half-ass when it comes to bringing stuff to production that's just a fact
2: well and those awards are given based on specs marketing and promises not performance right yeah did they even
1: review <laughs> they, I was that's the thing like those when, rewards
2: were given before they even hit the shelves right so they
1: just said hey this is what it's gonna be yeah and then no one actually tests it and he goes, oh, well, it's going to be this. That's so great. Right. It's yeah. so
0: amazing to me that these things that are dying anyway, like printed media or whatever you want to call it, is all dying. And then they're just adhering to this stuff. Like for them to pretend that the cross isn't a SIG copy of the fix or th- that the fix isn't the gun that is the one that's actually innovative and create a new category in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like they can gloss over that. And they pretend that SIG, because SIG and their marketing will say they developed this there and... Oh, you know, the head of products, you know, an engineer came to him and said, hey, I have a new concept for a <laughs> bolt gun, and they tell that story, and then they market it, and, yep. y- you know, the masses
2: believe that stuff. Right. Um, and then they tear ours apart because we're controversial for having even the slightest similarity, like, yeah, our bolt gun has a bolt handle on it. Yeah, <laughs> well, of course it does. <laughs> yeah. Nothing innovative about you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that that that's been a pretty fun one to watch. I mean... I hate it for the consumer, and actually love SIG. I wish they would get their shit together, but the idea of, I mean, the last five major product launches they've had have all been recalled. And with all the resources they have compared to what we have, it um, seems like they'd put a little more on finishing the product and testing it and making sure, not cutting corners at the last minute to save some money. Um, you know, it's going to make it a company with the reputation of like Caltech, which is a great innovative company. But they don't really take it to the finish line with production and finishing a product.
1: Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean that was the long-winded parlor answer. But (laughs) to go back to parlor, I don't know if we should make that jump. Maybe I guess if if it seems like the customer base wants us to be on parlor, maybe. But if you take a few minutes and just go on parlor and see who's on there, I don't necessarily know if it's tough. It's the greatest image.
2: No matter what it is, if it's a, a call it a right wing platform or a left wing right. platform, like do we want to be advertising to our our bubble, right. our, our own echo chamber, right? Like is that good for the company, or do we want to grow and try to target? That's people exactly that exactly. Right. That's yeah.
0: exactly what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. people people who are gun nerds know about us. They know what we are. We don't need to market to them, right? Um, so so we we need a more open and. You know, platform. I think where there's going to be people who are not just going to follow us, no matter where we are, or buy mm-hmm. our stuff, no matter what.
1: I think that brings up the whole issue of just the monopoly of Facebook or Google or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's
0: bad and it's scary. Like I, again, I was trying to explain to my kids the other day when they were asking about our account getting deactivated, and it's 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 so strange because you know they've never known a world without smartphones and social media, and so it's like a big huge deal to them. Where to me, I think it sucks and it's ridiculous and it's just sad. And it's sad for America. And then, you know, of course, the selfishness of it feeling unfair and me being like pouty about it. But, you know, I, I don't care. Like, we're going to be fine anyway. Like, w- this company stands on. The, the reason I'm able to market however I want and we do the guerrilla marketing, I think, is because at core, we're a product company, innovation company. And the products are the best. They're innovative They're awesome. I can have any gun in the world. And the two guns that I use every day are the Fix and the Honey Badger. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, any gun I want. And those are the guns. And it's not because they're ours, it's because I like them the best. We built the stuff that I think is the most useful. And that allows us to market however we want. So for me, if they want to shut us off with marketing, like, how do we capitalize on that? You know, um, and I I, I think for for me, what I want to see us is take a grassroots approach and. I'll just start spending the next couple of years traveling a lot. Like uh, Ivan at Kit Badger did a road trip this year that I thought was pretty cool. We went across the country, went to ranges, shot with people, had a lot of new product out there. Uh, a lot of companies supported him. And just the average guy that would come to his event was able to shoot prototype stuff, new stuff, stuff they wouldn't have access to otherwise. Um, and I think I should do the same thing. You know, Talon Psy... Is he's got a YouTube channel where he does a lot of reviews of uh, like electric skateboards, campers, all this, and he has a, a gun channel as well, which he had to separate because YouTube demonetized oh, yeah. his whole channel. But um, he got a, a Mercedes Winnebago uh, Revel, I think is the model, and it's a Winnebago version, like camper thing. It's like I want to get that and just like travel the country, going to gun stores, having a road show, will go to ranges, set stuff up, and communicate directly with the people because I see like. Probably also on Instagram, there's no one else that owns a company that's ever on there answering questions and engaging people in any, I mean, I don't see it really in any industry that I'm interested in that I follow and look at their pages. Um, So I probably, you know, I'm also more of a target for that, but I want to continue it and we just need to control our own content. We need to create our own content. Start doing videos. Uh, continue to improve the podcast. Start videoing that. Mm-hmm. Um, be able to do it remotely as I go on the road, meet with people, go to stores, and just create it that way. I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, I don't think Instagram and Facebook are go- going to, um, you know, deactivate everyone's page that posts about us. I mean, they yeah. can continue to deactivate ours easily, and I imagine they'll. They're already messing with the new one. I imagine they'll shut it down too. Yeah. And we'll just start over. So whether we just have our own, you know, host our own videos, our own forum, and I go on the road and I start marketing that way, um, you know, that's a way for us to do it. I don't know if it's parlor. I mean, maybe. But now I I, I don't want us to just rely because all we had was Instagram. Right. And I don't want us to just rely on another something else that we don't control our own.
1: Yeah. And like you said, with content creation and everything, if we're not aiming to be monetized by youtube we're not aiming to be monetized by whatever no. like it shouldn't matter like there's not going to be the repercussions that uh, at least that i can see
0: no no i don't I don't think we need to i mean we, we need to be monetized by selling our products right. so we need to continue to grow production and we need to continue to promote our products but the main thing to get back to i mean the core is we need to continue to develop the best products and that shit's going to sell no matter what i say how big of an asshole i am if i'm arrested if i'm not you know, if I'm trolled, whatever happens, we need the best product, and we'll sell it. Yeah, and
2: it'll sell itself if it's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you see it now with the amount of companies that copy, like everything that we're doing. Uh, again, back to the, the cross. I mean, big,
2: big example. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam. Yep. Well, real quick, we were talking about monetizing. What? I just want to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my, my parents. Yeah. Good, um, good segue. <laughs> the ATF and the braces. Uh hell, let's just start with where do we stand right now? What's the situation with the brace? What are we shipping? What are we gonna do?
2: Well, I mean the short answer is the situation is we're shipping braces. Um ATF withdrew their federal register guidance that they were seeking comments on. Um So yeah, we can consider that a small win for now, I guess, and we're just gonna keep shipping until we hear otherwise. Our cease and desist suspension, they they emailed me and said uh, the suspension isn't in effect until further notice. So as far as I'm concerned, we don't have a cease and desist on the Honey Badger or any of our other brace products. Do you think
0: they were doing that intentionally, just trying to scare us not to ship guns? I mean, they're they're gonna keep us in limbo because they withdrew their request for comments and that they were gonna try to regulate braces. But, you know, ATF can kind of do what they want and, I will say, persecute who they want. Um, so it doesn't necessarily apply to us. I mean, they could also, I mean, they could just bring back the cease
2: and desist for us or declare our products. Sure. I mean, as we know, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. So, but they as of right they now. They need to be checked. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, going back to the Instagram thing, it's a organization, call it whatever you want, law enforcement, privately owned company, publicly traded company. They're gonna do what they want. They write their own rules and their own opinions and we have to adhere to it. Yeah, it's a
0: problem. I, I like I hate TSA and and I've never been like incredibly like
1: um, They're so friendly. Conspiracy do do with well, conspiracy
0: theorists <laughs> right wing. But uh yeah, the Boston field office and the situation here where they singled us out with the arm brace. Um that's sad and kind of pathetic. Yeah, I think and, that- and regulator- that's a problem with us initiating regulatory when I bring up TSA. It was a knee-jerk reaction to 9-11. 9-11. obviously sucks. But in the end, are they stopping terrorists now? Like all those tax dollars that are being spent, is TSA doing shit? I don't know. But ATF, like singling us out and the money they spent? And, you know, that was another situation, you, you know, that, that people don't realize. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting ATF. Oh, yeah. No other gun company had to do a fucking thing mm-hmm. with this. And, and, you know, we spent all the money fighting them and then pulled every favor we had politically and everything else to mm-hmm. put pressure on ATF. And, you know, they've withdrawn it for, for now, but it um, was very interesting that they singled us out. Regulatory needs checks, and people need to be careful before you want the government to start regulating shit because here's what's happened. ATF, H- how, who keeps the ATF in check? And, and what stops them, they have no personal accountability. Mm-hmm. So you get one person for the ATF that comes in here, and they do something like they did with the brace or, or what have you, and they have no personal accountability. Even if they were, you know, did something illegal and single us out and we're the ones that have to fight this whole thing, there's, even if it's decided they did something wrong and the DOJ shuts them down, the individual that works there, just like would be at the TSA, they have no personal accountability or bending and breaking every rule there is.
1: Right. when well, does that not, like, does them rescinding that, that letter, does that not show that, I mean, I know the, uh, there was a, a limbo well, within they our...
2: They didn't rescind anything. Okay. They removed it for comments. Oh, okay. And right. there's no guidance right. until further notice. So, I mean, even I mean, that's that, kind
1: of like,
0: they should rescind our cease and desist. That's right. It's right. bullshit that they want, but what they're deciding to do is just
2: suspend it. Well, they won't because... They know we'll go public with it right we they didn't ex- expect us to go public with our cease and desist yeah nobody when, else did when Other we were companies got it but they didn't know, go we public. gave
1: them that window too didn't we
2: well they asked us not to go public
0: but then they stopped communicating and the thing is like to what you said adam they sent they went after shotguns with braces last right. last year and those are the companies that got mm-hmm. them as far as i know and i don't know if you know someone else no rifle company no company like q has received one about a
2: brace Right, yeah. I know Kalishnikov got one, and they stayed quiet, but it was on one of their shotgun models. And I don't know if that and carried over to any of their pistol uh, models, you know, yeah, rifle I, I, caliber pistols.
0: Yeah, as far as I know, no. But I don't, I, I don't mm-hmm. officially know either. But I know mm-hmm. um, Black Aces and then one other shotgun company, but they kind of went after those last year. And they convinced
2: them all to stay quiet. Yeah, as far as an, a uh, rifle caliber pistol, uh, we were the first, to my knowledge, to get a cease and desist. Definitely um, the first that went public. We're the yeah, only we're, one as far as, as I as know. As far as I know, yeah. Um, they probably thought we were an easy target. We're small. You know, we're a, a n- relatively new company. Maybe we don't have the, the capital to fight it. Um, and they didn't expect us to just show from the rooftops like we did. And, you know, I firmly believe that by us going public, you know, we enticed SB Tactical to finally go public because we know they wanted to when they were preparing to, but they didn't have that push yeah. And so they kind of followed suit. The NRA was the same way. Yeah. And now FRAC is a thing yep. because it's all public. Um, and now FRAC got involved, uh, politicians got involved, and uh, seems like it's working. And ATF is kind of backtracking a little bit. Yeah, it is. I mean,
0: it was finally got to the point where major gun companies decided to do something, but yeah. they knew for
2: months and. When we spoke up, they should have spoke up too. A loss for one of us in the industry is a loss for everybody. Not to sound corny, but that's just the way it is. Um, And they didn't speak up until uh, it just directly affected them. It was affecting their company and their business. Their orders were getting canceled by distributors, and then they felt the heat. They didn't. They weren't proactive about it like we were. Do you think that would change in the future? Like, do you think this is? I I hope it changes in the future and. Had they spoke up sooner and either, you know, like us or not, you know, they should have, you know, they should have spoken up, come to well, our, come the, to our the, side and, and as, a, as a group, whatever you want to call it. And I think the resolution would have come a lot sooner instead of getting dragged out past the election right. and uh, all but, that shit. But
0: you, you got to think, you and I get to make decisions here and that's not the way it is. Like even at mm. SIG with Ron Cohen. No, like it's too traditional. It, it It's that, and you have publicly traded companies and companies that are owned by private equity and everything else, and the guy that seemingly is in charge is not making the decisions right and yeah they I mean they're all looking at the bottom line where we're looking at twenty years, you know right
2: um so that's
0: that's a different thing, so for right now, shipping the honey badger yep, with the brace yep sugar Sh-
2: weasels, minifix pistols, honey badger with the brace
0: everything everything, okay yep. um,
1: so stop asking. Yeah, the most common question. Okay, well, there's <laughs> you know, that.
0: The, the next common question is: so we cut off, we're no longer paying for your tax if if you want to register your gun.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense for us to continue to do that because the ATF has now said never
1: mind. Yeah. Yeah, and also don't be mad at us. Be mad at the ATF. Yeah. Like, use your power and <laughs> yeah. make that not a thing anymore. Yeah.
2: You yeah, we're we're compliant. I, we're I mean, I was willing
0: to do it, and I think it really. Sucked, yeah. But I think it was above and beyond. But it is interesting to see people get irritated with us. It's like, you want to support the cause. You want to keep your gun rights. Like, pay your own freaking tax, man. We're, we're willing to do it because I think it's BS and it's the best thing. But, God, I would never, if I bought one, I would never contact the company asking for the money. No. Like, obviously, we're putting up a fight. Um, obviously, we're kind of railroaded by ETF. Um, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was a right
2: cool, thing.
1: Cool, but I'm also glad we didn't do it because a lot of people took advantage of it. So that's a way with everything. Some
0: people don't <laughs> yeah. take advantage of it. It was
1: cool to see a lot of like public support, even on things that weren't connected to us. People saying, "I'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. what Q does or like the way they act, whatever." Yeah, but, but this is but yeah. this is ridiculous. So it was cool that, regardless of how polarizing Q may or may mm-hmm. not be, the community stood up and yeah. and did what they some were supposed yeah, to.
0: Yeah, I, I want to give some props to someone who I had a severe
1: dislike for.
0: Uh, was it Iraq Veteran 8888? Oh, 88? yeah.
1: or whatever, yeah. There's a couple of yeah. in
0: there. So, so whatever it is, because <laughs> he had originally out somebody forwarded me something a couple of years ago and said some dumb shit about one of our products and then said, well, I've never actually seen one of them, hearing through buddies. That's the kind of stuff that I hate. When you got a big following and you make these comments, it seems irresponsible, and that's where I have, like, a dislike for Griffin or Daniel Defense or other companies who – advertise bullshit and it hurts the consumer. So, um, I was not a fan of his and was critical of him and he reached, he was one of the only people during this to reach out to us and offer whatever help he could give us. And that, that was awesome because he and I did not get along, did not like one another. I didn't even know who he was till that video. And I was very critical of him and, and made it public. And, uh, He was one of the few people, when the brace thing happened, to say, hey, let me know any support you need, whatever I can do. Like, so what a great dude. So I want to give him a shout-out. Because, you know, there were several people that we're even friends with that have a big following within the industry that kind of pushed us off and wouldn't even do a podcast or a a story on it or a post about it for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty disappointing. Um, But uh, he was pretty cool about it. So I just wanted to say that. Um, Otherwise, what else? So the brace, we're doing that. You know, new products.
2: All right.
0: Well, what all do we have for new products, Adam?
2: Well, the imminent one is the Erector Nine finally dropping later or it's not January yet, is it? So it tomorrow. Is <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs> Coming <laughs> next year. Coming tomorrow. <laughs> so so okay. So so
0: people late January yep. it should start shipping. Yeah. All Hopefully right. Hopefully sooner than that, but so, you know,
2: plan for the yeah. Whatever you say. What is the erector nine, Adam? The Erector Nine is the lightest nine millimeter modular silencer. It's the shortest, also the longest. But yeah. It's, <laughs> it's well, awesome. I mean, it's, a, it's it, a modular nine millimeter, mostly aluminum silencer that has 10 baffles in it. So if you're shooting a handgun, you want all the baffles. If you're shooting a carbine PCC, you want less baffles, find your balance, what works for you. If you're going for the, the quietest, if you're going for the absolute lightest, the smallest package, whatever it is, just flash reduction. No, not necessarily sound reduction. So it does everything.
1: I think the lightest is a good point in yeah. the sense of, like, engineer Thomas over here, he is not super familiar with the gun industry or whatever, and when he was able to hold it for the model yeah. or all the drawings and the and everything he needs to do, the yeah, first he thing he said... Yeah, hit himself in the yeah, face yeah, with exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> he grabbed it, and, and he's like, did you see how I grabbed yeah. that? And it's like, it is,
2: it is insane. It's, very light. Light. it's well, We have the manual here somewhere. I think it's like... Seven, uh, seven and a half, eight ounces. Fully yeah. assembled. And I was gonna say that's with ten baffles. That's right? with ten baffles, a uh, uh, you know, a piston in the spring, everything. Right. All right. So,
0: uh, well, I'll say a couple things. It's the first nine millimeter handgun silencer I've ever metered that's quieter than the Tyrant Nine that yep. we did confirmed. At, yeah, at, at AAC, and that silencer was one guy an entire year of R and D. Um, so that wasn't the quietest silencer on accident. So there's that. Other questions that we're going to have. Number one.
2: It's also going to ship with a wipe uh, front cap. Oh, it is? So it's wipe compatible. Didn't even know we did that. Now you know. That's super accurate. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I knew it was in prototype, but I thought that had <laughs> been mixed. Nope. We okay. Put it back. What about... Um, it's a free feature. Why not? What about
2: colors? Is it going to come in clear and black? Launch is clear. We'll probably do a black version of it and the Erector 22, probably at the same time. Oh, nice. um either as an exclusive for a distributor or a general purchase. Okay. So it's going to ship with
0: the recoil booster for a handgun? Yep, for a
2: half-28 um, piston on there. We'll have the the metric pistons uh, for sale as an accessory, a fixed mount. We'll do a tri-lug or a three-lug, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, all the different attachments. We'll do uh, Plan B compatible, so if you want to use the 9 millimeter Cherry Bomb. Yeah, that's um, cool. So it, for people with their car beans and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so we'll have all those accessories available after launch or hopefully at launch. Um. Yeah, January.
0: That's soon. Yep, that's very soon. That's tomorrow. That's All tomorrow. right. So that's <laughs> cool. So okay. So that's the Erector Nine
2: that's been coming for a
0: long time. What about our trigger? So we're working on a trigger. Yep. We're for just waiting on our AR. graphic
2: designer to finish the packaging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, in your words, Adam, why why do we do uh, an AR trigger?
2: I think it's obviously it's a good business opportunity, but it's also a supply chain improvement where we get to control our own parts, our own tolerances. It's our own, uh, design. So we know it's good. We know it's always going to be good because in the past we've had vendors that fell short in the quality department and it's disrupted production. So now we get to control that on our own terms, um, with local vendors. Uh, we make them in-house, you know, depending on the part. Uh, it's just a good supply chain move, I think. So that'll go into the honey badger. We'll have a, Full auto version for military and law enforcement, um, and then once supply chain meets that demand, then we'll transition it into the sugar weasel, and we'll just use our trigger across the board. Yeah, um, and then these will be available separately. Yeah, as a yeah, definitely as consumer accessory.
0: So it's a two-stage. Because for me, when I try to explain it to people, it's basically a cassette or uh, mm-hmm. what? What? What else? It's a drop-in trigger. trigger, drop-in trigger. Rig, yeah. So, um, but not like the AR Gold.
2: Yeah, it's a drop-in trigger, but it doesn't not on the patent of other people's designs. So it's our own design. It's our own drop-in trigger.
0: Yeah, so for me, it was kind of taking the best of the Air Gold and the um, Geisley triggers, combining them, and mm-hmm. us having something that's consistent. It's not a supply chain problem. Right. And I think we ended up with the best AR trigger ever designed. Yeah, We've got damn good. a
2: two-stage, what would they settle on? Three pounds, two-and-a-half pounds? What would they do? Um, I think the official spec's going to be kind of the two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half or two-and-a-half to four or something like that.
1: No but way! It goes all the way to four. But it's yeah, I don't think so. Crisp. It doesn't feel like two and a half, three and a half. Yeah, if it is. for
0: for anyone that's ever dry fired or shot the fix, um, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It, the reset's great.
2: It's yeah. my favorite trigger. I can't wait. Yeah, and there's a lot of unique aspects to it too. You know, with the way the uh, the sear is attached, mm. um, the way we're able to do a full auto version of it. Yeah, uh, that's very unique. So I'm very excited for that to kind of be made public.
1: Yeah. It's also very light. Not that, not that light. necessarily yeah. trigger weight yeah. is a huge thing. I mean, physical weight—that's sure. not necessarily. No, thought it is. A lot, I but mean, it's still, it all—it all adds up. I mean, yeah. that's
0: a, that's the thing when we look at other lightweight ARs, people don't realize because the honey badger or sugar weasel—they like other guns, but when you pick them up next to another gun, whether it's a Noveski, Ghetto Blaster, which mm-hmm. is a great gun, the Daniel Defense Mark 18, mm-hmm. all these other guns that are good guns. An hour gun weighs a pound or a pound and a half lighter. Yeah. It's because you don't take it out of one part. When right. you see these companies that skeletonize the shit yeah. out of you receivers, don't just drill and a stuff. bunch of holes. In it. Yeah, the no, it's it's like the weight comes out of every part. So if you reduce the weight by of every component by fifteen percent, then you do it to the overall gun. That's how you get a pound and a half out of the gun. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. Uh, okay, so we have that. Do we know the price of that yet? Retail, we don't because we know. No. We okay, what about the erector 9? What's the price? Uh, retail's nine hundred dollars. Okay, so nine hundred bucks. Bargain.
2: It's a good deal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you're buying,
2: you're getting ten silencers for the price of one. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Suppression, <laughs> suppression by the ounce. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, well, pr- it's,
1: it's in line with it's everything astronomical. Else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was the that was the big. I've had people ask me about the Erector Nine, like obviously when it's coming out and what's it going to cost. And I was like, honestly. I'm not sure yet, but if it's sub a thousand dollars, like you're yeah. making out, yeah, for sure, yeah, I don't and know that's what retail, right, yeah, yeah, so,
0: yeah, I don't know what others cost, but mm-hmm. yeah, in shooting that thing, and oh my God, we've been working on it for years at this yeah. point, there's nothing else I would want, yeah. um okay, so we've been doing the bipod for <laughs> yeah. quite some no time. Kidding. I'm apparently the only one at the company that wants the
2: bipod. <laughs> where do we stand? Now, the bipod's actually ninety nine percent done, we're just waiting for parts to come in um. Do the final testing brian's working on the production fixtures for now to assemble the legs with twist lock and all that yeah. fun stuff um that's i'm excited cool, for it too yeah, that's another cool well, one do, do don't we let have... my monotone voice make a thing <laughs> <of mine. laughs> well do we have a time frame for it or uh, i'm thinking quarter one okay of this year fair yeah.
0: enough uh,
2: are the legs did they turn out are, are we going carbon fiber or are we going aluminum seems like we're going to aluminum just because with the carbon fiber um uh, At first, it was tough to get a consistent uh, tolerance on the tubes for the baiting parts, but then also we have to glue them, so that's a huge supply chain—or not supply chain, sorry, it's a big uh, production production hurdle to have to assemble them and then sit on them for 24 hours or 48 hours before we can ship it. It just doesn't seem like the right thing. Well, the fact, too, that we don't
0: really glue anything in-house now. No, and
2: the weight savings isn't
1: worth it. It's like a short carbon fiber barrel. Do you know what the the was— It was insanely—it's not even— tangible
0: what what was the weight difference do we know it wasn't even enough to justify going to the price of carbon fiber because where do we okay so the idea at least when i started this and i wanted the bipod was that we would have something that you could have at a 90 or a 90 degree and a 45 Mm -hmm. easy to adjust low profile so stays um you know a low profile on the gun when collapsed Uh, that it was kind of a utility bipod uh hunting bipod something you can keep on the gun and it not really be a hassle because like yeah. right now i use an atlas on the fix mm-hmm. and i actually you know because it weighs 14 15 ounces and i remove it every time i'm not using it yeah so i keep a tool and i keep it in my gun bag and, and i install it or remove it constantly and when i start when i came up when i wanted to do a body pod and started talking with them i was the only one excited about it but i was the only one like really mm-hmm. probably hunting a lot um, I wanted something I could leave on the gun that wouldn't snag, wouldn't rattle, mm-hmm. wouldn't be loose, and wouldn't be a lot of weight. Right. Do you know what we ended up at weight wise? Eight or nine. It's it's no. about half the weight of the Atlas yeah, or the it's like, Oh yeah, it's definitely. light. Yeah, it's sure. yeah, and there's not a single button on the thing. Yeah, which is cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what it's going to cost? Nope. Nope. Me either. Um. I, we'll for me personally, like, the, we'll wang it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would pay five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to Africa good. next month, and if I could, I would pay $500 to have one mm-hmm. with me. Then um, I'll sell you one for $500. I bet I was you. Would. Say, yeah, I know where there <laughs> might you, be one. You know where there's one. Yeah, I'm gonna have it to. It's even carbon fiber. Oh, there is. Yeah, because um, yeah, I I don't have one, but uh, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. So eight six. That's a that's a yeah. More we're waiting on, one.
2: It's difficult, especially right now with you know primers and brass and the yeah. crazy ammunition demand. It was bad time, un- unknowingly bad timing to launch a cartridge. Um, but we're waiting on the brass, hundred thousand pieces of brass are doing from us from Hornady any day now.
0: And, and we're loading a hundred thousand rounds with black yep. Hills this month or yep. we're supposed to yep. yeah.
2: black Hills. And then we'll use that ammunition to send it to some key end users, uh, on both sides of the military or civilian fence, whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, Todd Huey and, and, uh, I don't yeah. know his name, but Presswood on Instagram. He's pretty cool. Oh yeah, man. He kills a lot I don't of know pigs. his name. I don't, Mike, Mike. I I,
0: I don't know. Chad's friends with him. Yeah. But, uh, I love his Instagram. He kills so many pigs. Yeah.
2: And it's good. You know, I hate to say the word beta testing when you're doing a product launch, but for ammunition, I think it's okay to say that as long as you're knowingly going into it that way. Well, ammo, it's good. I think for all products, it's good. Like we can test till the end of time. We were just talking about
0: how, like we have more engineers and actually do incredible amount of testing. We do have more engineers than any company close to our size. Um, But we can only test so many things here and people get out and they do other things and so we want that knowledge before we release a product for mainstream. Right. And ammo, definitely. Yeah. Um so we want to shoot some animals with it, we want to shoot some other things, we want to do a lot of accuracy testing with it. Um so we'll be releasing eight six in super and subsonic. For those who don't know, and stop asking me if it goes in a mini fix. It doesn't go in the mini fix, it goes in the full size fix. It's the size of a three oh eight card. And
2: by full size fix he means the regular fix. The fix. Right. Not the, the,
0: not fix. the mini <laughs> fix. <laughs> not Doesn't the go mega. in the mini fix. But uh, so it'll go in a 308 size gun or magazine. So it's a 6.5 Creedmoor shortened case with the neck blown out to 338. And we have uh, super and subsonic target rounds and super and subsonic expanding rounds for hunting or self defense. Um, we're running a super fast twist with it, one in three. And that gives you much better accuracy with the subsonic so we're hoping for the first commercially available sub MOA subsonic cartridge we'll see what happens and but even separate from that even with the supersonic it's going to give you more energy on target so it makes up for a lack of muzzle linear velocity when we go with a short barrel so the barrel with the pistol is going to be what about 12 and a half 12, yep, 3/4 12 and a half. Inch, 12 and a half inches and it's more muzzle energy than like a 20 inch 308 when we um, calculate the fast twist. Um, Discrete Ballistics has done some pretty good. He and Ethan have done some pretty good uh, gelatin tests. Yeah, he's been uh, pretty critical
2: in the development of this.
0: Yeah, so um, th- there's some tests he's posted a couple times on his Instagram of shooting uh, gel blocks with everything the exact same, the same ammo, the same load, the same gun, same barrel length, but with a 7 en- or a one-in-seven twist and with a one-in-three
2: twist. I think. Yeah, and one in three's so far our commercial offering.
0: Yeah, and it's two to three times the initial uh, wound cavity over the one in seven. Um, and, and if you think about it, some people are thinking this doesn't, it's not what happens. We, we traditionally measure uh, muzzle energy with bullet weight and linear velocity and we don't calculate uh, um, uh, rotational velocity because every twist was the same but now we're going with fast twist, it matters because when we get those RPMs up, you also have to stop a bullet not only from moving in a linear direction, but also rotationally to get it to stop. And that's an energy transfer. So that puts energy into a target, which is what you're after for hunting and self defense.
2: Yeah, and we've tested that theory even beyond eight six. We did it with the three hundred blackout oh, recently yeah. because you know, when we did the one and five. Um we had to stop at one and five because the ammunition for that particular contract wasn't strong enough. It would open up on muzzle exit. Yep. Um, but we've tested now with faster twist here at Q with different uh, projectiles that can stay together. And we're getting projectiles to open up now that would never open up previously.
0: Yeah, yet. so this makes it far superior to 7.62x39 oh, yeah. or other similar cartridges. Um, so fast twist is a future for this kind of stuff. And the arm brace is important to development. Of this for the commercial market, yep. but we'll also offer offer eight six. So we're going to do the hundred thousand rounds this month. The idea is to do a million round. You know, we're just really screwed up with the ammo this year because yep. of COVID and everybody's backordered on ammo. Um, but we're going to offer barrels for the fix in sixteen inch and twelve and a half inch. I
2: wonder if we should run a contest of some sort to see get some regular customers a barrel and a couple boxes of ammo. See what they think. Yeah. As
1: as our because they're free, the are the people that are, testers if you want to call them yeah that. they're the people that are going to be giving the feedback yeah like.
0: I mean that'd be cool with the engagement that we have I think so I love the idea of of uh you know just like we did the box art yeah. get, getting some of just the regular consumers involved mm-hmm. and, yeah because we have a lot of co- I mean I know personally because a lot of the uh, of our customers who are on social media know I'm really into hunting. Every time them or their wife, girlfriend, kids shoot a deer yeah. or shoot a pig, like I get a picture of it. So there's a lot of them that are into it. So right. that'd be kind of cool to do.
1: To play devil's advocate, is there any worry that 8.6 turns out kind of like 224 did, 224 Valkyrie? Like I personally know we've done way more You're than You're an idiot, that. <laughs> Jay. You're so stupid. <laughs> I just want to – people are going to ask. Um,
2: I think we can look at 300 Blackout and get that answer. I think 300 Blackout kind of was a little bit slow to start on the commercial side. Um from my perspective, maybe not Kevin and yours when you were at AAC mm. in Remington, but um, I think eventually that story had to be told over and over and people to really understand the benefits of it versus five five six or seven six two thirty nine, whatever it's yeah. going to be. I think now that that story's been told, the concept of eight six blackout versus the uh, three thirty eight federal, I guess, argument. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot easier of a sell this time around.
0: Well, I think, okay, well, I'll answer a couple of those. 338 Federal, that's what Ethan and I started with as soon as we did 300 Blackout a dozen years ago, 10 years ago. Um, 338 Federal, you can't load big subsonic bullets in it because the case is too long, so we had to shorten it up. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we developed a new cartridge because we want to develop a new cartridge. Like, 300 Blackout was successful. We knew it was going to be successful as soon as we did the testing. And so we instantly wanted to do it for a 308 base gun. This mm-hmm. is what it was ten or twelve years ago, um, and I think we we came to a resolution of where it is. You, you know the problem with some of the stuff, whether it be Hornady working with them or the military, everybody wants their own thing. Like Hornady wanted a subsonic only cartridge, or the military does, or somebody wants just a supersonic. I think the success of 300 blackout was several things. Um, silencers becoming yep. very mainstream was one of them. And then having super and subsonic, and it having full mag capacity, very little modification to existing firearm platforms, where you just change the barrel, you don't have to change the bolt, mag, all that stuff. Uh, so I think we kind of follow that blueprint to where uh, we're accomplishing the same thing with eight six, but we're kind of ahead of the game because we're learning the lessons we did before. Um, but I also think, yeah, I mean, there's so many new cartridges, two two four. And it probably still is an improvement over 5.56 or 2.23. It's just so minor. But there's nothing that 8.6 competes with. Like people name all these other Wildcat cartridges. Well, if you want to feed it through an AR platform, because we're going to work with those companies to where you can do that. So you can have semi-auto and out of a bolt gun. Full mag capacity, barrel change only, same bolt head as three oh eight. Very simple for companies. Whether you make bolt guns or gas guns. It's... You know, our very first gun we modified was a Novesky 308 12 half inch gun. The very first attempt, we got it to cycle and lock open on the last round with subsonic and supersonic ammo. Those are lessons learned from 300 Blackouts. We're the best people to do this. Um,
2: we also got the LWRC piston gun to cycle.
0: Yeah, so Todd awesome. Huey has that, yep. and that's great. He's been killing pigs with that, and he'll testify to initial loads with the Barnes bullet and supersonic. Um. Yeah, the cartridge is badass, and it's going to kill stuff. It's super quiet with a silencer with subsonic. It's very accurate. You know, but who the hell knows? I mean, one thing that that is important to this whole project is the arm brace. And, you know, the arm brace almost, you know, was just killed by ETF. So is it as good in 16-inch barrels? Like, I don't know. I've gotten really spoiled with having shorter barrels. You know, I generally have SBRs, so I don't care. But for mainstream commercial success mm-hmm. um but the cartridge the idea is if you're inside 300 meters the cartridge is far superior to 308 and if you're beyond 300 meters probably use a 6.5 creedmoor i don't know
1: yeah that um, makes sense
0: so that's eight six so we'll have barrels available we'll sell guns uh with an arm brace the fix um and we'll do ammo so we'll send 100,000 rounds out we're just going to give that ammo away yep for marketing purposes and R&D and then subsequent to that when we can get companies we can get a million rounds we'll do a million rounds for the first order. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll go out and kill some stuff. I'm going to go kill Cape Buffalo in Africa. I was going to say you're going to
1: go you're going to bring it to Africa.
0: Well, I'm going to take it to Africa next month if I and have stuff, right, but yeah. it's so funny because I'm like, I'm not even the first guy to ever get the stuff here, right? It's no. like Todd Huey or people,
2: yeah. like, I don't Ivan, know. with the only erector nine in uh,
0: existence yeah. for a year and <laughs> the, the yeah. only two, two, three sugar We, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, if, if I get it, I want to take it and I'll go shoot a Buffalo and I'll shoot some big game, and if not, then I'll shoot Plains games with six, five, and 308
2: oh and five. Uh, decisions, decisions. Oh, yeah. um, the next thing, so it's we're hard. doing we're doing a sling. So we've well, been quick follow up for eight six. Um, eight, six? It's going to fit obviously in the regular fix, the V fix, um, but barrels will be available for people that already own a fix. Yeah. So for those who are going to
1: ask that, and then also like you you covered, uh, eventually doing barrels for other companies like whether it's proof or whoever, so that people well, can put them on there.
2: This is going to be a SAMI-approved cartridge, so okay, it's open yeah. source. We're not collecting royalties on anything like yeah. that, so anybody's going to have access to the chamber drawings.
0: Yeah, and we're going to work with companies like Nevesky or LWRC. You know, Their, their gun's a little more complicated because they have their own proprietary piston system, but Ethan spent some time developing that. Todd Huey has it now doing field testing. He's shot it a lot. Um, so we're going to work with these companies to give them chamber drawings. We'll make it public even before it's approved by SAMI. Uh, and work with them on gas port size. So hopefully you'll get lots of companies. Just, you know, 300 blackouts, funny, because when we developed it, Remington had just purchased my company, and they thought it was ridiculous and would never be commercially successful, and they were one of the last ones to load it or build guns in it. But, I mean, you see now, it's pretty mainstream. So we're going to do the same thing open source with all the companies, and we, we want companies to make gas guns for it and bolt guns. We're not trying to monopolize anything. All right, so the sling. So yep. I've been doing a sling now for like two years also. Blackpoint Point Tactical is mm-hmm. going to do it. Um, we developed a little attachment system called the Sling Devil. It's yep. pretty awesome. It'll be included in that, and it's where you can mount the sling to anything. You don't have to use uh, the Uncle Mike's QD sling swivels because mm-hmm. they're big, heavy, noisy, not toleranced, unreliable. They suck, and it's what everyone uses. Yeah. So you're going to be able to attach it to any gun, any particular mounting system, paracord, and our sling devil. Yep, and and that's
2: going to be called the G-sling. The G-sling, that's right. It's a good name. Yeah, some good box art for that one. Um, So that's our sling. Um, Pretty minimalist design, Yeah. lightweight kind of our style, but also um, Edgar Sherman design. He's Mm going to do a a special run color for us that matches the Honey Badger and the Sugar Weasel. Oh, sweet. And he's going to include the sling devil on that as well. His, so. He's grown production as well. He's able to produce some stuff. Yeah, like he's he said some. I'm not going to put his information on Front Street, but he's making a lot of slings. Nice. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, that was the thing. when We started talking to him a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't producing enough. Right. That's great. Yeah, I really like his sling.
1: That, it's going to be... The Sling Devil is going to be starting to ship soonish anyway because we've got new... So you're talking about the Slingleberry. Oh, yes. That's yeah. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My bad, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. the for Sling the
2: Devil th- is going to go with the sling, and it's basically a... An anchor like a boating, okay. Yeah. You know, and you can easily tie the uh, sling to itself after putting it through any hole on the gun, hand guard, uh, through a QD hole, whatever it's going to be. The um, freaking
0: genius that works for us came up with the idea, it was incredible.
2: Yeah, it's great. And then, uh, the slingleberry, yeah, <laughs> they can't see you pointing to yourself <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing to Brian, let's go oh, through you, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, the slingleberry. The slingleberry yes. is basically a like a, uh, it's a QD, a female QD end right. tied to paracord. It's just looks like a dingleberry hanging on fat fifty cord. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. Yeah, no. but yeah, because that's we have- really
0: the name, slingleberry.
2: For Now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's better somebody, than better than until dongle, somebody chooses otherwise, yeah, it's yeah. better than dongle,
1: yeah. but yeah, because the fixes, yeah. Will yeah. be they're gonna start having new stocks on them.
2: Yeah, we changed out the, the stock on the fix, it doesn't have the included QD cup on the actual frame. Oh, itself. we did finally do that, yeah, so oh, thank god. Now it's set up for like webbing, uh, but we're gonna include, god, one I of wanted these. that like three years ago, yeah. yeah, things take time,
0: yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's, and, I mean, so we'll
2: probably include one of these, uh. Slingleberries slingleberry with each fix
0: that's cool what people don't realize it is even though it's become kind of a standard the qd sling mount mm-hmm. there is no drawing or tolerance like you have right. to guess it is stupid uncle mm-hmm. mike's fuck those guys they should produce a drawing and allow you to license it yeah. or to make i mean it would even help their company because you would never have slings that just pull right out Right. Of the the, mm-hmm. the QD socket because well, that, there is no drawing to talk. Like,
2: how do you make it? Yeah, and then, like anything else with a QD cup, you can't please everybody because either it's it it freely rotates around right. or it's locking and has teeth, and that's one more thing. Oh, to fuck I hate up. all of them. So I, I just hate just it get it away all. from all of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've had them fail on me a couple of times. Like I've had my gun the same hunting season two twice in one year. Like the muzzle hit the mud. Yeah, from from that. Yeah. The Maybe the
2: only on. reason to, to use QD slings is if you can't afford two slings and you got to move right. it from gun to gun. I don't. I've never had to quickly take my sling off.
0: Well, I hate using a sling. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like having in my gun safe, for instance. I don't like having slings on guns because yeah, you grab it, it, pulls yeah. all the guns out.
2: Yeah, but now all the new modern slings, you can cinch them up tight to the gun. Right. Yeah. So you, you yeah that, storage mode. That, that's right.
0: all cool, but yeah. yeah, they get too big and heavy. Yeah. But the 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 QD swivels are loud and they're. I mean, they're noisy. They're heavy. They're not reliable. Uh-uh. Okay, so we're doing a sling that'll be out. Black Point Tactical is probably gonna distribute. I'm sure we'll have them on our website. Edgar Sherman's doing some slings for us. Yep. With the um, with the Sling Devil. With the Sling Devil. Yep. So that'll be cool in colors that match our colorless guns.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Well, I like that. All right. So next thing I have, I want to thank everyone for all of the gifts that they send us. Mm. Oh my God, we get we get free alcohol every day. Which I think is I'm drinking one. I
1: was gonna say yeah. You would definitely are. Here, yeah.
2: Necessary evil Pilsner. Whoever sent that, it's very good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's
2: great. So we
0: we get uh, lots of free alcohol, so that is awesome, and we appreciate you guys. Um, other we've gotten some great. I'm wearing the pants now from Tactical Distributors. Yeah. The my tiger stripe pants, which are my favorite. Those yeah. are cool.
1: You got the Avery stuff the other day.
0: Avery. Yes. Avery and banded. They gave me some hunting stuff. I got a couple backpacks. I got a blind bag. Um, what else was there? A backpack. Oh, and then like a satchel, like Indiana Jones. I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm going to take that to Africa with me. Perfect. Keep my, my beer and, uh, other daily essentials (laughs) Hand (laughs) (laughs) Hand lotion, sunscreen, uh, granola bar. Perfect. And, um, treasure maps. Probably those. Yeah. So we get those, and we've gotten, I mean, skateboards, alcohol. You know, my favorite thing is probably when people send us art, though, honestly. We've gotten a lot of cool There's art. Some cool stuff, yeah. Um, even skateboards. People send us skateboards. That's cool. Um, the skateboards are cool. And that, I love when it's a combination of those. We've gotten a couple of custom skateboards that people have done.
1: Yeah, that – that mini or the fix SD or mini fix SD that one, mm. yeah. We yeah. got,
0: um, gotten several of those.
2: That's got to be a thing this year, yeah, or yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. next year.
0: Skateboards tomorrow. The
2: problem with skateboards, no, just no mini, the mini, fix, no, mini fix, SD. fix SD, yeah, yeah. I want the mini fix bigger handguard with the honey badger silencer, yeah.
0: All right, so yeah, hat, shoes, shirts. We get all kinds of also companies sending us stuff, these mm. pants that I got, tactical distributors. Mm awesome they sent me swim trunks that i love because i normally at my house you know to swim in my underwear like a redneck <laughs> but, <laughs> but they sent me nice nice tiger stripe swim trunks that's probably like 1968 navy seal stuff yeah i really like
1: them you're wearing it right now well, not the, the swim trunks not the parents. trunks but tiger well, maybe stripe. under yeah maybe yeah
0: so what about you what's the
1: coolest thing we received this year um i do like a lot of the art uh even just like I don't remember what was necessarily in the box, but there was a box that had stuff all over it. Um the honey badger oh, and shackles that the dude's wife did that. Right, yeah. Like oh, so he, that is he the got best all the drawing. gifts together oh, and she God. was just doodling Try on the box. There. I see her now. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah, that's not even it. a gift, it's a box, but that was really cool. Yeah. I mean got Yeah, well, there
2: was a bunch of I think uh Polish candies and some vodka. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so my
0: woman's Polish and then I don't I don't even know how that got started, but somebody seeing me eat and, and, and now we have like a few Polish customers are sending us all this shit that yeah. I love from Poland yeah. that I get from her, like the kruvki candy and the yeah. vodka and all that stuff it's really great.
1: Yeah, all the food stuff's really cool. Guys Geis, Geisley does the chocolate every year and whatever with Geisley, man. Assholes, with prepay that <laughs> send fucking chocolate. We bought that chocolate. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jay. No, you're old. Man. Yeah, No, so, I don't like the chocolate. It is the, it's the best the chocolate in the industry. The chocolates are good, actually. It, it's good. It is yeah. very good. I took a whole Cry box home. Cry sends it too. Excellent. Yeah. C or whoever. Like Cry sends good chocolate to us. maybe you guys don't know because they send it to my house. No, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I've not oh, had never Cry seen chocolate Cry's yet, chocolate. Yet, well, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, we get lots of good things, so we appreciate it and. And uh, actually, every piece of art, everything that we get um, is used here, really. And, yeah. and we're saving it all, like all the art and stuff, skateboards. So we'll move to a new facility probably within the next year. Mm-hmm. And I want to do a, a, a several things there. We want to have a timeline or products, like kind of a little mini museum. But we're going to have a huge hallway with this oh, yeah. display, like in your high school, where you had like the trophy case for the last 50 years, with all the cool shit that people send us. Because there's so much neat stuff that people have actually sent us. So I think
1: you. this year we need more knives being sent in. Knives? Yeah, I'm a big knife guy. <laughs> uh, Scallywag sent some stuff. Oh, in they did. Yeah, we yeah. got yeah
0: got a we got an axe. Which, geez, I wish I hadn't sent that. Yeah. Um, but a lot, yeah, a lot of knives. Zach Brown sent us
1: knives. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so we need more of those. Scallywag, silver. To wear. anyone who is listening, we need more knives. More knives. More yeah. knives. You're greedy, man. You're greedy. I give all the gifts away here. Mm. Gave Adam some chocolate from it's guys. because nobody's <laughs> sending you knives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, no one sent me a knife, so I'm, I need a knife. Well, what else? So a
0: recap of this year. So uh, things were going great. We're kicking ass. We had a huge back order. Ramping production. COVID hit.
1: Yep. Added a bunch of team members. Yeah, we're growing.
0: Oh, yeah. Hiring
2: a lot of people. Um, it's annoying. But I mean, for the most part, it was a it was a <laughs> giant dumpster fire of a year. I think everybody can agree with that, with the whole ATF stuff, just adding to the oh, terrible yeah, what a kick in the nuts i mean, they,
0: I mean it, it, it is amazing like i feel like i got a pretty good attitude considering mm-hmm. they cost us millions of dollars left the rest oh, of the yeah. industry alone um, and we still grew i mean we're probably double the size of last year even with all this bullshit mm-hmm. maybe uh, yeah we got to be close to it um so i got yeah huge aspirations for next year um but yeah we're still able to get a lot done this year yeah all things developed.
2: considered it was still our best year as a company Um, we're growing, we're shipping more product than we ever have. It's going to continue into next year. Uh, Next year is probably going to be double, you know, the production.
0: All right. Yeah. So we got a big new secret project that Mm. we're going to stop releasing what we're working on because we're big enough now. We have so many wannabes that copy our shit i
2: mean yeah we i'm not calling er dead air we leaked the erector nine a while ago and today um sig mod x9 (laughs) just hit our docks for us to look at (laughs) i mean there's
0: (laughs) probably we're probably the ninth company now to release it yeah uh so that's cool but you know it's uh, it's always cool like it's always just copies of it like my my brother when i was a kid he had a pontiac fiero like it ain't a fucking ferrari Mm. i'm just saying fiero's even better <laughs> i know right it all depends what you like cherry
1: red Fierro. <laughs> that's what he had no, i think it's
2: good i think if people aren't copying us then we're doing something wrong and i think
0: yeah. that's how we have to look at it yeah and and the new product you know i think it's interesting to me i think it'd be a lot of people probably wouldn't guess what we're working on but um you, you know when we started the company in 2016 in march i'd wanted to do the bolt gun for a long time and uh, you know, part of the decision w- was politics because we thought Hillary would mm-hmm. be elected. And I think here we are again in a similar situation except Hillary won. And um, so another product kind of based on, you know, that, that was part of what there was. But it's always with us, like, what needs to be done out there? What are people not thinking about? Where can we make a big impact? Where can we change stuff um, for the people that actually shoot or use guns? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about this. I know the engineers are, I haven't seen them work this hard in three years, probably. Um, what else, Jay? What else? Doorbell. Reddit parlor, dark web, Jay.
1: Dark web. Um, I don't really know. No? N- need more knives sent in? That's all I really <laughs> got. <laughs> you greedy son of a bitch. Uh, well,
2: people might notice that the podcast sounds better. We just yeah. got some new equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can yeah. look forward to more better sounding podcasts next year.
1: The drive-in is going to sound Maybe great. some sponsors.
2: I don't know. The drive-in. Yeah. The sponsors would be sick. Yeah. yeah. You can sponsor
0: awesome. for alcohol or knives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So spending money on marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited about that and where we want, not printed media or a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah. But internally doing, yeah, Are graphic ever- arts, design, T-shirts, sweatshirts, everything, podcasts, videos. I'm excited.
1: Are we gonna do customer builds again? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You're gonna end COVID. <laughs> like I'm ready for it just to be a fucking free for all. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not in charge. I don't run HR and stuff. But yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, it's not gonna be a thing again. <laughs> no, says the no. CEO. Well,
2: no, we're gonna do customer builds for sure once the shit settles down. And out in the parking lot. Out in the parking get lot. Get an ATF yeah. approval. For yeah. It. yeah. But next time we do a customer build, we're probably gonna have that person do a podcast with us. Mm. Yeah. Maybe make that a thing. That'd yeah. be fun.
0: Yeah, that would be good.
2: Yeah.
1: What else? Is that it? Is there anything else on your list? And then, um, I don't know. And, uh,
0: yes, we're hiring. Um yeah,
1: always hiring.
0: We're <laughs> growing production. So we covered we covered everything. Instagram they suck. They're Nazis. Yeah, Parler pa- also Parler. sucks. <laughs> Parler <laughs> They're literal is Nazis. Probably Nazis. <laughs> there, there
1: are here. literal Nazis on there.
0: Um, yeah. Braces. We're back to shipping braces until ATF. fucking mm-hmm. pile drives us again. Um, new products. We have the Erector Nine that's imminent. The trigger is coming. The bipod's coming. Eight six ammo.
2: I could yeah. not be more excited about that because I like killing stuff. Also, different barrels for the Mini Fix. You know, we'll have a five yeah. five six barrel two, two, in both six inch and I think twelve and three quarter for that one because the handguard length. Yeah. Um, various different calibers. Um, yeah, I'm excited for six five Grendel too with the Yeah.
1: Did we talk about pork chop? At all?
0: Oh, oh yeah. the stainless steel silencer. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have that on here. Okay, mm-hmm. so that'll be the last thing. So, COVID's really affected that, but we're doing a line of stainless steel silencers that weigh about what the titanium silencers weigh, which is incredible. They're going to be relatively inexpensive. We should be able to produce much more volume of that. The pork chop is the launch. It's um, a 338 or 8.6 base silencer. it probably be in two links, kind of like the Thunder Chicken Trash Panda. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to shoot 338. We'll pull a magnum out of it. or the 86 cartridge. It uses a larger cherry bomb so it's not reverse compatible. I don't know if there'll be a plan B for the standard cherry bomb, but maybe. Um, so we have that. That silencer will also come in a 30 caliber which will probably be between the size of a trash panda and a thunder chicken. Yeah. And then we'll have a 556 five, can, mm-hmm. uh, the lefty which will be um, probably under six inches and uh, lightweight and badass. So that's a good one. That's coming. That would have already been out. But, yeah, that the c- the company is a vendor for part of that silencer was greatly affected by COVID. Yeah. It's been a disaster.
2: Yeah, and the pork chop's kind of the uh, the end goal with us launching, I guess, 8.6, yeah. you know, and right. kind of getting uh, 338 or 8.6 silencers uh higher on the priority list for manufacturers and dealers and distributors, kind of like what Blackout did for 7.62 silencers. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize or, or weren't around back then, but when I had Advanced Armament, we launched 300 Blackout. 223 silencers, 556, probably sold 20 or 50 to 1 over 30 caliber. And 300 Blackout basically flipped that, and that's where we are now. Um, and this will also be, I mean, even if you want to go to the pork chop, be a good 30 caliber silencer so.
2: Yep.
1: Um, as far as the new year, um, I know we have plans to do new content and everything like that. Is it's there like, hey, are we having cost of living raises? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but is there anything, have you gotten any in the DMs, like have you gotten any suggestions on what people want to see as far as like whether it's video content or new website or just anything like that.
0: No, our website is freaking terrible. I, I hate looking at it. Even when I'm alone, I'm embarrassed. Um, so we're going to work on that. So we're going to get that, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I know. I don't get a lot of that. Honestly, like people give me a lot of product suggestions, <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> which I hear you all wanting a shotgun and a pocket pistol and all this. And shit. an AK. Yeah. Q-A-K. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Polish your AK up, turn that thing sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. All right. no, uh, I like AKs. We're not we're not a company that's going to... That's not our thing. We want to do things that really make a difference. I like the AK, but it's not something we need to mess with. There, mm-hmm. There's no reason to really own an AK other than you like guns. Um, so we won't be making AK stuff as far as I'm concerned.
2: But Yeah, I think the people are asking for the most is just, when is our stuff going to be in stock? Right.
1: Yeah. And the answer is just never. Yeah, when are they in <laughs> the wild?
2: No. Well, I love that.
0: I, I mean, I've gotten a whole lot of messages the past week of you know when are the sugar weasel honey badger going to be in stock the answer is probably i don't know never i hope they were a year back ordered or the honey badger was before covid the sugar Mm -hmm. weasel was probably three or four months back ordered then Um, our goal is not to have stuff in stock our goal is to grow production and develop new product and for there to always be a healthy back order but you know i would like for it to be 30 days So that
2: that's probably it. Cool. Thanks again to our sponsors. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I dropped this mic,
1: but (laughs) it's connected. Yeah. Send me knives. Love Love you.